Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily featuring some of the best bits of the show this afternoon. Well, we had Andy at his most irrational today uh, in our chat with Danny Kelly. We look back over the uh, FA Cup weekend and one team in particular, we'll keep our powder dry, very much irritating him uh, at the moment, as you will discover. View not shared by myself and Danny. Um, we also had some Clips of the Week pewter from uh, 2008, March 2008, featuring all your old favourites. And we had a bit of a chat, of course. We did. Um, and, well, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And just before we came on here, I mm. said to Andy, you got much for the top? He said, no, not really. But he said, I've got a couple of things I am to me at the weekend. And I was thinking, that's usually gold. Because <laughs> most of us, our weekends pass <laughs> off without incident. But Andy's rarely do. So um, do you want to mm. share those with the class well, initially? It involves sending something to a listener and receiving something to a listener. So if, uh, I basically, uh, a listener contacted me through my Instagram and mm. said... Uh, uh, my, my mate's birthday's coming up, and uh, he, he'd love some notes from your uh, notebook. Wow! While well, Chelsea are losing, mad yeah. While well, Chelsea are losing, what about the language? He's not a kid. I is know. He, well, you know, I don't write the swearing in my book, don't you? No. Okay. Well, you actually put asterisks when you're <laughs> no, losing. Your... Okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I've, I've sent him my notes from the defeat from Fulham two weeks ago. H, okay. Yeah, and a little doodle and a little birthday message. Oh, that's so, very you know, nice. That's very nice, isn't it? And uh, yeah, you're going to get sectioned when somebody reads that. You do realise, <laughs> don't you? No one does that. Yeah. yeah. I said to him, you do realise you won't be able to read a word of this, but he didn't. Seem you don't to... take you don't take your book to games, do you? you don't when you go and no. watch Chelsea. You don't take it and sit there and <laughs> make notes there like the score book. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket match. Don't be ridiculous. Filling it in. Yeah. Yeah, w. And uh, th then I, I've been getting a thing for, I think I must have had three things from the post office saying uh, somebody's trying to send you a parcel. But mm. The final one said, you've got to pick it up and you've got to pay £1.50. Mm. So I go oh, to is the, it not one of the moody ones? Is no, it, is not really. Sure? So I go to the post Why office. Why have you got to pay £1.50 to Because there was, the stamp on it was oh. a counterfeit stamp. Who's making counterfeit stamps? Couldn't goodness knows. But anyway, that's what the bloke at the post office says to me. Oh, the reason. See that, what I mean? Nothing happens. Nothing like this ever happens. I've never been handed. I've never ever handed me a counterfeit. Anyway, stamp. I paid it. I paid the one pound fifty. I get the yeah. thing and open it up, and it's a. It's from a listener. It's a children's book. <laughs> you think 
Yeah, thanks. Oh, well, very nice of you to send it to me, but I had to go and get it from the post office, and I had to pay £1.50 for the privilege. How do you get Cheers your home very address? Much. God knows. I don't know, actually. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? I've no idea. That is a good point. It's quite worrying, isn't it? But I, uh, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a good book? What's the book? Uh, hold on. Well, I don't know if I ought to say, really. No, well, I just, you can show me, not, you can show it to I me. I show it to you. I brought it with me just yeah. to prove the point. Right, okay. There it is. Uh, yeah. right, fair enough. Is it football related or not? Not really. It's animal related. Okay. <laughs> Tremendous. It's a good one all around then. One, it's more <laughs> pamphlet than a book, isn't it? One pound fifty that cost you. Yeah. And someone who knows where you live. <laughs> so I would give it a good review. <laughs> oh, it's marvellous. I think the, re- the answer I re- would be... Can I recommend it? <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> it's a tremendous... Talking of live, Patrick Reed. We're going to get oh, those yeah. things going on this. Mm. Um, he hit a ball up a tree yesterday and uh, they went from tea gate to tree gate, said the Telegraph today, because there were one, one or two people questioning uh, the, the rules around it. But he, said, he was 100% certain that it was his ball lodged up a tree. And rather than uh, scaling mm. the tree and playing the shot, Hmm. Um, he was allowed. Uh, he was allowed to, uh, you know, drop the ball. And Isn't the tree a hazard, though? Well, I don't know. I mean, I can go into really detail now. So, ball was lodged you? up a tree. Um, the rules of golf dictate you would have to take a stroke and distance penalty and go back to play three off the tee. As it was, Reed was allowed to take a one-shot penalty drop adjacent to the tree and escape with a bogey five. Wasn't enough though to get him into a playoff with. Um, Rory McIlroy, which would have been a lot of fun after what happened last week, but Rory got the job done. Congratulations to him. But it just takes us back to where the ball came to rest, where the mm. ball finally came to rest, and whether that's a golf ball, a cricket ball, a tennis ball, a football, whether it's in a cow pat in someone's garden, through someone's window, into someone's sunroof in their car. Where did the ball that you were playing with or witnessed finally come to rest and the story behind it? We thought we'd get a few of those from you this afternoon. So to get in touch... Talksport.com forward slash H and J. You can text to eight ten eighty nine, and you can tweet to T S H and J. Lots of shots of Ryan Reynolds, of course, the Wrexham owner, yeah. uh, going through the agonies of a wonderful cup tie. What a game! The bloke behind him, though, he kept fussing with his hair. Look, he looks fine, mate. Leave it alone. And even when he scored the winner, he celebrated. The first thing he did was, like, touch his hair after doing anything. Maybe it's a good luck thing. Who was the guy? I don't know. Maybe he just knows he's on camera because he's standing behind Ryan, I suppose. He's a bit subconscious. Not subconscious. Self-conscious. Not subconscious. (laughs) Self-conscious. Anything else? uh, Can I just disagree with uh, Neil Mellor? Okay. You, You can write off Liverpool making top four. Well, points-wise, I mean, they get yeah, their players Yeah, about the back. way they're playing? Oh, by the way, it's They've world... They've got players to come back, haven't they? Well, we'll talk to Danny yeah. about this in a moment, yeah, we see will. if he's writing them off. It's World Croissant Day. A tremendous, yeah. I know. And apparently... Tom... Alan Brazil must be the face of it. Well, this is it. I tried to find a clip of Alan talking Quazon. about... Croissants. Croissants. Do you remember the... They were like baseball mitts, they Alan's were. croissants. They, they were, were like catcher's mitts he used they to have. They were far too big. But apparently Tom Holland, the actor, and Dominic's son, he can't say croissant either. There's a whole meme of him saying quaxon. <laughs> well, Alan could say it was just a slightly... Well, he said it with a Z, Quazon. Quazon. Yeah, he, he, he had a special way of saying it half past six in the morning. And a special way of eating it normally during a chat, <laughs> during a during chat with a guest. 
That's very true. We brought you a clip from Ali McCoy the other day. Mm. We might have to do it this. Shock news from Scotland today. We might bring you that a little bit uh, later on, so stick around for that. Uh, yeah, our uh, a broken coffee machine was um, sim- uh, sort of symptomatic of what was wrong at Derby County. Under new Paul manager, under new manager Paul Warney, got it. Under new Paul <laughs> well, manager. Paul manager. He's, he's a lovely bloke. Well, he's such a manager, Paul Warney. They call him Paul manager. So he's Ron's son. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. um, yeah, he, 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 saw, he saw it as a as a symbol the broken coffee machine anyway more on that later on and how he bonded with um, Jurgen Klopp as we look ahead to that match tonight live on TalkSport Derby County versus West Ham the remaining game in the FA Cup fourth round it's a, a joy for us all um, who aren't regular viewers of the mm. one show tonight that, mm. th- those of us still in the competition are going to have to watch the one show tonight because that's where they're doing the draw. Oh, marvellous. And we know how it works. I take it it'll be Chappers who's, who's conducting the draw. But in the in the great one show tradition, as Mel Brooks, they have to ask him about the feature that was on before, which was, he said, is generally about a shortage of voles in the Lake District. So b- before Chappers can do uh, the, the balls, he's going to have to answer a question about voles and whether he's worried about them in the Lake District. So, um, yes, uh, we're going to have the draw here on Talk Sports. That's good. I haven't got to watch the one show, John. That's good news. Thanks for feeding that into my ear. We'll bring you the draw from 7 o'clock. Adrian Durham, uh, ahead of our commentary of uh, Derby County versus West Ham. And you get your calls into the sports bar. And we were at Wembley, weren't we, for the uh, build-up and the weigh-in for the fight? What a fight. Oh, yeah. It was just a wonderful, wonderful, skillful, brave, everything that's good about boxing, I thought. Tremendous fight. And we should give a a mention to Moses Satawa, who we spoke to young up-and-coming coming heavyweight um, he's only about 18 isn't he he's huge and he took 23 seconds in all that's including the count 14 seconds of the fight oh. to uh, take his man out so he is certainly one to watch but uh, yeah enjoyed it uh, when there, was, there was a great moment there when BT was saying we're hoping to have a word with Anthony Yard as soon as possible and then it cut to Gareth A. Davis with a talk sport mic he was there <laughs> interviewing Yard walking Marvelous. him back to the dressing room yeah well intrepid work by Gareth there the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Paul Hawksby and uh, Andy Jacobs uh, here on talk sports and we're going to reflect on the FA Cup weekend as we always do with mm-hmm. Danny Kelly you may hear a piece of music mm. Uh, joining us at some point it's the music they play when they want to clear the stage and the thank you speeches at the Oscars and the, when the producer's had enough of a certain conversation he fades up the music so if you hear it we're being told to move on but you know we always manage our time brilliant that rarely happens good afternoon <laughs> good afternoon Danny hello chaps how are you doing yeah we're not too good, bad thanks, thank yeah. you not too bad now yesterday's um, the two games that we had on TV uh, yesterday live were were corkers weren't they I mean mm. I thought uh, Brighton Liverpool was a very exciting end to end match uh, with a fantastic finish as was um, Wrexham uh, and their game yeah. against Sheffield United maybe we should start with with Liverpool um, and there's been a lot of you know soul searching today and Andy Robertson admitting it's not been good enough what was your take on the performance then well you know Andy Robertson's right Liverpool <laughs> have suddenly hit a kind of wall as a group of players. Um, the midfield no longer clicks the way it did. We discussed Mane's role in starting the press last week, and it's infected everybody, including a back four now that um, changes all the time. Um, and as I think one of the commentators on the TV, uh, the, the four that started in the Champions League final a few months ago have only played together once this season. So there's a lot going on there. Uh, but it, that has to be taken in the context, I think, of 
how good a team Brighton are. And mm. I had a, 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 a text interchange with somebody called Andy Jacobs last oh, yeah, night. Andy Jacobs. Um, He's quite a bitter yeah, man, I think you'll find. Uh, oh, I'm it doesn't, sick it, of hearing what's about What's the problem Brighton? with Brighton? They're really oh, yes, good. We get the idea. <laughs> really good. We get the idea. They're well. Can I just say, don't buy any of their players because they don't play as well when they're not playing at Brighton. So I wouldn't bother if I was you. <laughs> Well, look, that you're, is but bit... you're, you're, you're almost cementing the point, Andy, because Brighton are doing this despite selling perhaps mm. two of their best players in every transfer window, and they keep on challenging yeah, the better teams in the Premier anything, League. They're going to win anything, are they? Do you know what I mean? They're not, are they, really? Let's be honest. Ah, that, well, that's you become the, so the... bitter about a club oh, that you've got quite close links to? Why really do they irritate, irritate you, Andy? I wish we'd never bought any of their players or got their manager. Because their fans are so arrogant. They're so, they're so great. I've got noticed this. They're so fans. great. They're, arrogant they're so fans. fantastic. Where do you mad. see them strut? <laughs> how do you notice that? Do they strut around the streets of London? They're Brighton you shirts. Know, I know certain Brighton fans are really annoying oh. me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, isn't Tedious. it? Tedious. It's picking off. So, a, well, I mean, there is a... There's a yeah, well, sorry, Danny. Yeah, go on. Yeah. No, only to say that you know, and there you have it. Any any sort of jeweler's eyepiece uh, mm. analysis of the game that I might be pre- prepared to do, I yeah. now know all spoiled by the arrogance of Brighton and Hove Albion's yeah. fans. They've always struck me as a very Everton's, cocky lot. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. the next one playing for the just passing through eleven. <laughs> <laughs> well, just passing through to Stamford Bridge generally, but maybe Hopefully not in not. this case. Via the World Cup final, most of them, yeah. I don't buy any more Brighton players, and I don't. I, honestly, they don't. They don't do as well, do they? When they're outside of Brighton, I wouldn't bother. You pay top dollar for them. I'm just. I'm, look, you said this, and look, we, we have our own issues, of course, with Eve Basuma, who's maybe not been yes. the player he was. As I said, you know, six months at Tottenham, mm. and he's turned into Didier Zakora. Well done, everybody. And he was the best <laughs> midfield player in the Premier League, effectively last season. So. Look, I mean, Cucurella and Basuma have maybe not been as good at their new clubs. That doesn't mean that's Dan the case. Dan Byrne's been good. Yeah, Dan Byrne has been very good. So, yeah, it's not a rule of ben, thumb, Ben is White is playing out of his skin yeah, at right back, exactly. you know. So, I think, yeah, so much for that theory, Andy, in your bitterness, which has slightly mm. clouded it. Um, now, there is a conversation to come out of that, which is Moses Casado and, and what happens next with him it didn't remind it's me of that Chelsea, time. is he yeah no, no he's no Arsenal in this case are trying very hard to bring him 70 million quid cup and second offer has gone in Brighton have said uh, that he's not for sale they've basically given him the uh, some of the week off so he can sort his head out he did that thing that um, Luka Modric did in the times when he decided he, he wanted to go to Chelsea he wrote a lovely letter to dear everybody I've had a lovely time Thanks for looking after me. But I now want to go to another club. So bye. And then, funny enough, the club say, "Well, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. You've got a contract, mate. So you're not going anywhere." Um, I don't know what sort of player they're going to have after the window closes. You've only got Obi Knuckles down, and if he does want his move, he might get it in the summer. But well, Modric did and was brilliant. Yes, he did. Yeah, fair play to yeah. him. It was a real yeah. pro about yeah. it, and he'd like to think Casado do the same thing for Brighton. But um, you can't blame Arsenal for bidding. Um, but you but can't ultimately, blame... if you keep doing it and say they lose to Zerbi because he's a good manager, if you keep selling and losing all your best parts, you'll end up like Southampton. That's what will happen. There is a danger that... Yeah, but at the moment, it's so well managed that that's not been the case. They tend not to sell unless they've already got a replacement, uh, and that's been the key. Um, that You know, they are... They, I, know, I, I know you're getting bitter, Andy, but they are an incredibly well-run club, and uh, hmm. we're seeing the have results you, of that Have you set your watch for, the, for their relegation then, Andy, that, you know? <laughs> This will One can live in, hope. <laughs> <laughs> live in hope. Live in hope. I'm definitely not living can, in hope. One or Worthing. Now, Worthing's nice. I, I played at the county ground <laughs> once in Sussex, <laughs> and the Barmy Army barracked me. 
Is that why? Is oh, that, is that the reason? Oh, this. This? Yes. Like Doctor Anthony Clare. <laughs> Come and yeah. lay down on this. Just lay down on the couch and let Danny and I probe you about this. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to move on. Um, we should talk about Anthony Gordon because he fits into the same uh, mm. situation as Casado saying, "I've had a lovely time," but his was, you know, he, he downed tools and went to Newcastle and then said, "Hope the Everton fans understand." My guess mm. is they won't. <laughs> Yes, um, the understanding of the fans, the footballers' expectation of this. I guess, obviously, the great um, leader of all this is yet another interview in The Guardian with Sol Campbell uh, pleading for understanding from the Spurs fans. And, of course, nobody should be singing about people dying and all the rest of it. But I don't know what they think. uh, Mm. It's because they see the game differently from the fans, don't they? To them, it is, at the end of the day, a job of work. And for us, it's something more, something more emotional, something mm. more family-related than work-related, and they just don't get it. Yeah, I you do have to be pretty that... unself-aware to realise that going from Spurs to Arsenal in the way he did wasn't going to cause bad feeling forever. Yeah, for and 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 a day forever plus one mm. day. Yeah. I mean, I look, I don't want to come an old fogey on this, or or because I used to be a shop steward as well. But footballs make me laugh. Um, when clubs are in trouble and they go go out of business. Um, the tea lady gets let go. The man who supplies the fish tanks at Leeds doesn't get paid, but their contracts are cast iron. Mm. They cannot be broken under any circumstances, unless it suits them, in which case they're not worth the paper they're written on. <laughs> um, it, it, it must be very hard. And I mean, you know, one has very little sympathy, really, for the owners of football clubs these days. But the fact that the players' contracts, as I say, at one extreme, can never be altered. Good God, mm. they're, they're, it's like the Magna Carta. And if the player decides that they don't want to come to work, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and so it's and quite good that clubs sometimes dig their heels in. And what Brighton have done with Casado is, I think, is good at the moment. It's not good for Arsenal, obviously, because they'd like him now and he'd make a big difference to them, potentially, unless Andy's theory carries through. But but um, Brighton need him. Mm. You know, they've got they've got sure. dreams of their own. So they're right to dig their heels in and say, take a few they days off. They dream of finishing off Chelsea. And we'll <laughs> they probably will, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but this season, but not next season or the season no after. Way. They've, no got way. Their, they've got their winner. Fighting talk there from Andy Jacobs. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Casto's been in touch. He said, loving the show, boys. I love this Monday slot with Danny Baker. You're not, you're not sending him the check, are you, Dan? Uh, no, the enormous. He doesn't need the enormous stipend I'm pulling down for this, does he? <laughs> he certainly doesn't. Thank you, Casto. It's Danny Kelly. Anyway. Oh, uh, it's been ongoing throughout my yeah. <laughs> career. <Yeah. laughs> well, let's have a look at the other great game yesterday, uh, mm. which was Wrexham versus Sheffield oh, United. Yeah, tremendous. And, uh, yeah, what a fantastic... I mean, it was an old uh, Blood and Thunder Cup tie, wasn't it? Says It's quite hard, though, because of the documentary and the, the profile of many of their players, to see oh, Wrexham as plucky when you look at... Paul Mullen and stuff and the quality they have in the team they don't feel I mean it's a, a still a brilliant performance against a, a side who are doing incredibly mm. well in the championship and probably coming back up again almost certainly but are you seeing him as plucky Danny in quite the same way? Uh, no, I, I, I take your point that we now we're so familiar with their players that they're not the painters and decorators <laughs> of FA Cup law are they um, and candlestick makers and all the rest of it um, it was first and foremost I mean it, it is some, there's something wonderful about this Wrexham story mm. and I know the teams that they're sort of trampling on as they go up through the pyramid are probably going to say but 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 I get it but the idea that you might be a Hollywood superstar um, mm. and decide I go buy a football club 
Because which of us hasn't thought that, that our number might come up on the lotto and we'd buy a football club? Uh, so it's been beautiful to watch. I have to say as I'm well... I'm going to buy I mean, Brighton and get them relegated. Uh, <laughs> you just going to come happy. It's going to happen anyway. Um, the, 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 what I loved at the end, though, is that clearly the, the footballs of Sheffield United do not consider Wrexham plucky underdogs. When John Egan got that very, very late... Um, equaliser. Yeah. He put his he put his hand to his ear as though he as though he scored against Bayern Munich and was shutting their fans <laughs> he was up. The first one to celebrate, you could hear him. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what was great about that game, and we've talked a lot about VAR and it should be at every game and not at this mm. game and not that. But the one thing when you go to a game without VAR, I felt envious of yeah. the fans because mm. when the ball goes in the back of the net and the rest yeah. given it, it's a goal you can celebrate, and that's the biggest difference. They can celebrate without concern. It's so much better. I know, and you know, uh, after I think was it Young Elliot's goal for Liverpool, hmm. um, uh, the the there was, there was the usual break for for the check for for offside against the person who crossed the ball, and the commentator I thought was terrific. You know, it's, it was Clive Tilsley, Clive, um, Clive, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. But he did say this has become a, a new part of the drama of football, yeah. and I, the air left my body. I've got to say yeah. because it's not part of the drama; it's taking away the beautiful drama. And I must admit, when I was banging on about bringing in VAR, sorry everybody mea culpa um the, the idea that the games you wouldn't be able to celebrate a goal it, it had not occurred to my walnut sized brain mm. that that would be the the unintended consequence it's a disaster for the for the, for the enjoyment of the football match i think we all saw mm. we all felt it would probably be as quick as goal line tech the, you know it was naive oh, yeah. of all of us to think that within a couple of seconds uh, you know the the referee's watch would go off and it was offside <laughs> or it wasn't offside and the semi automated ones and undoubtedly the technology will improve and it'll get quicker but then you still get lots of subjective decisions and this nonsense about the the threshold being high enough or not high enough. So there's too many sort of things involved in VAR that are not black and white, which is one of the problems. But um, should be a cracking replay. Mm. You'd, t- you'd say it's advantage blades, wouldn't you? Really, back yeah, at their place, yeah. it, Wrexham had their their window, but they got. You know, it was they a shame they couldn't hang on. It was yeah, a, it was, but such but an exciting. That, isn't that game. the best long throw since Rory Delap by Ben Toza? He's got yeah. massive hands. Yeah. The way he grips the ball, and it's uh, it's incredibly dangerous. Yeah, um, and I suppose. I'm sorry, mm. sorry yeah. just to say, I suppose, I suppose after Egan's in, uh, uh, equaliser goes in, you'd be unsurprised if the Rex Mona was on the phone to some scriptwriter saying, "Right, you can start writing this one up for the film." Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> you know it was pure Hollywood, <clears> wasn't it? Pure drama. Yeah. Now, we, excuse me, where are we going next? Uh, we're going to go to Preston versus Spurs. And um, in the end, pretty routine for Tottenham. It took a while to get going against Preston, who defended stoutly. Uh, Son did look the most dangerous. Uh, and there was, I don't know about you, Danny, there was something in the game last night that made me, or well, Saturday night, that made me think Sonny actually could have turned a corner after a quite terrible season where he's been effectively an empty shirt for most of it, buying a hat-trick against Leicester. Wasn't the first goal, which was a brilliant goal, but he did that against Leicester. He can always do that. It sure. was the second goal, which involved him a clever turn and three touches, including the shot that he takes to wrong foot the keeper as well. It's in those two touches that sets him up for the shot that I saw old school Sonny. Because what's been happening to him this season is in those two touches, he's hesitant, he falls over his feet, he allows a yeah. defender to close him down. All that had gone. The instinct was back just to get out of his feet and stick it in the net. So that's what made me think he kind of is on his way back. 
Well, Paul, that, that might turn out to be just a, you know, blind optimism, but I, 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 I make you right because I thought against Fulham previously, he at least was running with some of the power. We see. Now, not with the ball at his feet, because mm. he, as you say, no, he's been like running Like a dog chasing balls, a balloon, basically, isn't he? I think generally Spurs, himself. I've watched Spurs in their last two games, and I, I detect a definite uptick in their form. They look better to me than they have done. They're looking a bit more... Well, um, um, more solid. Resilient. Yeah. But it was an interesting whole afternoon. After he scored the two goals, he went off to the touchline and cried. Um, he also wasn't, and Paul, I'm, I'm sure you noticed, he wasn't captain of the team. Mm. Um, you know, Davidson Sanchez was captain. Uh, whether that was an attempt not to put more pressure on, on, on Son, I don't know, but it was very odd. Yeah, it was an odd, uh, it was an odd. Yeah, it was a very strange one. It was good that they could win a game without Harry Kane. Um, so, yes, uh, pretty, as we said, pretty routine uh, in the end from Tottenham. We've got the job done. And uh, I saw Everton fans reacting. They were delighted to see Dan Juma score on his debut. He looked he looked quite li- lively, didn't he? He was making good runs and letting people know when they didn't find him with the ball afterwards. So, a decent a decent debut. But then Mido yeah, had a decent it. debut, I seem to remember. Oh, Look what very, happened very there. good, yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Um, well, you know, getting if you're a forward player, getting off the mark is always regarded as so important. So if you can get one by hitting the ball in the exact opposite direction that you'd meant to, yeah. which goes across the line, that's great help for Dan Juma because clearly he meant to put that to the goalkeeper's left and it dribbles into the goalkeeper's right. But it went across the line, and that's what matters, I guess. Absolutely. Definitely. Now, uh, so that's Preston uh, Spurs. Manchester United, Reading, I think we saw at the weekend. All, I thought it was interesting comments from um, from Paul Ince saying that this time last year he would have fancied playing Manchester United he thought they'd lost their mojo and uh, he said he spent all week thinking about the team Manchester United were going to look put out the next time I saw the team sheet and thought geez, he's gone full throttle on this one um, and you did look at the team and think there's nothing down for Reading even if there was before but Casemiro again proving what a, what a miss he was for that Arsenal mm. game uh, last week I mean it, it... It's very. He has been a fixture in Real Madrid's midfield for so long that we do, we don't remember the player at Sao Paulo. He was, I'm told, uh, guess who told me? Tim Vickery, a much more attacking player when he was younger. Um, but he, but obviously holding a midfield that has contained over the years Tony Kroos and Luka Modric and Gareth Bale and now Valverde. He's he's you know for Real Madrid he wasn't required to get really much across the halfway line. There's, there is a proper, proper footballer in there. Um, and the goals, they may even have come as a surprise to Eric Ten Hag. The fact that this lad is not just a holding midfielder, as he, you know, as he, the label he had to wear at Real Madrid. I mean, let's be fair, with tremendous success yeah. over the last decade. Um, but overall, Ericsson and he, compared to Fred and McTominay, that's, that, that's the heart of this improvement at Manchester United. They've just improved the middle of the team Exponentially, in yeah. Space yeah, injury to Ericsson, which uh, if it's long term, oh. will affect them. Well, slowly. that was because Andy Carroll. There's clearly a branch of the Paul Scholes Tackle Academy in Reading still open <laughs> that Andy frequents for all his tackling needs because they were pub tackles. Both of them were quite terrible challenges. Weren't they? Uh, well, well, one hesitates to say this is a team managed by Paul Ince, but I've said it now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand it. The game has changed so much. Is it, it be, is it because he already his style of play looks like a dinosaur? The referees are kind of turning a blind eye, but he was really. 
yeah, you're right, Paul. Those were tackles from a decade and a half ago yeah. um, when Andy was starting out. I'm not suggesting he was deliberately trying to hurt anybody, no. but um, throwing yourself around like yeah. that is mm-hmm. just not acceptable anymore, is it? They they were the sort of pu- tackles where you say after a Sunday morning on Hackney Marshes, where I know where you played, yeah, all right, mate, calm down. We've got to go work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that sort of tackle, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, we've we've all got to get to the half moon for two pints <laughs> and some seafood. <laughs> I'm just going back to Casemiro. There's very few clubs, apart from Manchester United, Chelsea, you could argue, two eyes, only a couple yeah, of clubs. Chelsea would change that. They wouldn't buy him. You wouldn't, they buy him now. I'm just thinking in terms of, you know, you're probably <clears> right, because <throat> they're going for a younger team, but there's very few clubs that would go out and spend 60 million quid on on a thirty year old, you know, with you know, and you're you're, you're not going to make any good five years out of him, especially the way he plays. You could, but as I said, you wouldn't see Errol Gust lead at no. any uh, at, at Spurs doing that. There, there's oh, very few clubs well, that no. would do it, but it does show that sometimes you know it can be very effective. And you think what you make by getting in the Champions League, etc., oh, uh, could be very lucrative you, as well. If you can, if you go to the owners of Manchester United and say we will transform this team's um, fortunes. With, by buying one player who may be slightly overpriced, mm. but in the in in return we'll get you into the Champions League, we'll revivify the team, we'll get the crowd back on side. It looks like a complete bargain. And good you mentioned Daniel Levy because you can see me. We can see each other on on cameras here. Mm. I'm slightly tender in my left arm, Paul, where my Pedro Porro tattoo is starting to hurt <laughs> a little bit now. <laughs> yes, it's gone down the whole the- month. The whole month to get one player, and they no, haven't no, it got him. It might yeah. still be on. It, it could be. We've got. To, they've got to come up with another two point eight million. Yeah, Pedro Leandro Damiel Porro. Oh my arm! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Once that, they break that cellophane off, it'll look a million dollars. And uh, Stoke Stevenage. Stoke Stevenage. Better thought for no. Steve Evans. Yeah. For goodness' sake. Worst so, decision of the weekend by referee David. Webb. He actually had the temerity to admit to the players as yeah. they were walking back to the halfway. Like, I've got that one wrong. Well, think, oh, thanks. We should say. What, what went on um, Stoke were given yeah. a penalty for a perfectly good challenge from a Stevenage player and it mm. completely skewed the game the guy gets the ball first clearly and it comes down to what we've been talking about the idea that some games have got VAR and can get a team out of jail or, or into it and, and some haven't which is just completely wrong of the FA to do this the idea that you've got the technology so you use it is dumb it's all the same competition so there's Stevenage who knows what could have happened I think Steve Evans was saying they could have had a penalty as well well, maybe VAR would have looked at that and given it. But, yeah, for the referee, go back to the halfway line, look at the big screen, see the decision back and say to the Stevenage boys, oh, sorry, lads, I think I've got that wrong. Thanks. Um, well, no, that's a, that's a salt wound interface, isn't it? Um, and I'm glad to see, Paul, that you're still as passionate about um, this disparity between having um, the, you know, the AR cameras on one ground and not on the other in the same competition. But unlike Andy's thing about Brighton, at least it's based on some kind of rational thought process. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, no, you're, Paul, to, uh, to save you sounding like you're the, the old man on the corner of the street, you're clench fist waving at the sky um, you're absolutely right it makes no sense for the competition to have different rules on different grounds and they need to look at that next year how can it, you do it, that it, as, a, as a I mean as I said oh enough. he's got more he's got more no, no <laughs> that, as I said two things that make mm. the FA Cup not as good as it was despite some of the football saw this weekend semi-finals at Wembley just for money no other reason yeah. and that and that nonsense we, of VAR and some VAR no, and so I say the FA again are the people that make, a, they make it's their competition it's their crown 
jewel, and they do more to damage it, I think, than anybody else. But we made else. the point right when it first happened that they're missing a trick, the FA. This People would love the FA Cup for having no VAR in it. People would really point enjoy that. Point of difference, People say, oh, it's so refreshing to be able to, like I said earlier in the show, to celebrate a goal yep. when it actually goes in. They've really missed a trick there. There's no need but what for about, them to I have mean, it. If, if Brighton played Chelsea and you got sawn off, I mean, how would you be feeling about VAR? It's unlikely we went out of the Cup. They're still in it. Oh, OK, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> 1-0 to them then. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yes. So, anyway, uh, off the soapbox. But uh, Stoke go through. They won't care, really. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport, reflecting on the uh, FA Cup weekend. Just a few more games uh, to look at. And... Uh, Fulham beat Sunderland. Yeah, let's do that. Let's have a look at uh, yeah. Stan Fulham said that uh, Sunderland will give Fulham yeah, a good game. Yeah, Stan Collymore mm. joined us, and he looked. He, he gave he gave us sort of three potential giant killings the other day, and that was among them. He thought the old sort of Macam army turning up there in full voice, and they they nearly got it over the line. And it would you know it would have been again a fifteen year old to have got the winner. What an FA Cup story that would have been. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, hearing Stan's voice on TalkSport again, um, having worked with him for years in the evenings, just just a delight. Um, and yeah, I'm, this is this is a tricky one, isn't it? Because the the officials got this right, um, and you know, we spent all our time moaning about the officials getting it wrong. But on this occasion, a 15 year old scoring in an FA Cup tie. They could have turned a blind eye, it struck me. <laughs> it's not fair on Fulham, but they could have turned a blind yeah. eye, couldn't they? That was a Lino's I mean, flag. I mean, we can't rally against VAR yeah, for no, that. No. The linesman saw that and was, it, it and was, was right. And I love the fact that we can employ the footballism, the boy, here, and it will be literally true. The boy was offside. <laughs> the, boy, um, but, the boy was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But can but you did, imagine did, yourself at 15 and 200 whatever days, Danny? I mean, being, being <laughs> of a, able to just go out of that pitch in that company and do your thing, it, must, it, takes, it takes something. Do you have something about you to do that, I think? Mm. Uh, no, I can't really. I mean, you know, a pretty leery 15-year-old would be unsurprised to hear. Um, but uh, I think I probably lack the, uh, the physical attributes um, to be playing football against not just grown men, but Premier League footballers. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, in the end, it comes down there to the, the, the fella's attitude. And clearly, he's got it in spades. I'm going to go out there and do my thing. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, and that's why it was a shame for the, for the romance of the game that the, the, the goal... Um, didn't stand, but um, with with your tough Fulham defenders' eye on it, you just say, "No, no, mate, you're, you're six feet offside there. Get back, get back where you started. Free kick now." Yeah, because um, there's there's, a, there's so little sentiment at the, at the top of football, isn't there? You know, it's a business. Oh, are you absolutely. are you seeing an unlikely winner of the competition then this uh, this time around? Ah, oh, this is the Paul Hawksby. The <clears> competition <throat> is opening up. <laughs> yeah. Conversation. Well, I just yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I there are plenty of interesting sides still. I think a lot of depends oh, on the draw. If if City and yeah. United take each other out, that will help. Let alone that one space. If both of them could come out, that'd be yeah. They they are. I mean, uh, there's a there's a danger with with Arsenal, yeah. Liverpool joining um, other non-Brighton sides and not being in the tournament. Um, there's a danger of thinking um, it really has opened up. I suppose that's the reality. There's also a part of every football fan that thinks you know you get through the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. It's only a matter of time so you have to play Manchester City and you'll come a cropper. Um, but you know. 
Of course, right now, Paul, I'm looking you square in the eye. There is more chance of Spurs winning the mm. FA Cup than there has been for mm. several years. Is that the answer for which you're Well, no, I, I wasn't specifically <laughs> saying Tottenham. Awesome. It does, again, it does, <laughs> depend. it does depend on the draw. We could do one of those like Arsenal routes to a Cup final. Krakatoa, Lossi, Verlandes, Harrow and If you've got United still. away, that might Can be Can I say Dagenham girl pipers? I feel like I should do at this point. But, yeah. uh, if you well, I actually, I'd say, I, I would sell for a home draw against Fleetwood yeah. because with their kit, it would look like you're beating Arsenal, wouldn't it? Yes, oh yeah. Brighton yes. away could be a tough Maybe our only chance this year. Brighton away would be really <clears throat> difficult, yeah, Andy, and stop it. <laughs> Andy, Brighton away, would you like to see Brighton away, Tottenham versus yeah, Brighton that'd be away? Yeah, great. Yeah, would you get right behind the Spurs, would you? No. <laughs> oh, somebody's a Brighton fan. <laughs> yeah, I would oh, be yeah. then. Which set of fans would you consider more arrogant, Spurs or Brighton, Andy? Yeah, Spurs fans aren't arrogant, they're not. No. Well, they're downtrown. We've, we've had it knocked yeah, out of yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any kind of arrogance we kicked out of us long ago. <laughs> now, um, we should go on to Leicester Warsaw. And they sometimes say of strikers, don't they? It, all he just needs one to go in off his backside. But oh. Kaleci Iheanacho <laughs> decided to go one better and get one off a defender's backside. I suppose the, if the adage still stands, doesn't it? Um, if ever, if ever, you know, we we have the football coverage now and it has the crowd effects, which are brilliant on most of the TV. We have pretty good commentators and sometimes very good match summarizers. But this was a case for sound effects, wasn't it? Yeah. There should be somebody um, in the in the truck ready to press the boing sound effect <laughs> yeah. as the ball hits someone's backside. Boing! Off, off the backside. Boing! And in it goes. <laughs> On that subject, um, actually, it's, it's sorry, Danny. Carry on with it on that bit on no, that game. No, no, no. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been <clears> ripping <throat> on Boeing. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was an, on a, in that similar body part. Um, Sparrow thought for Dion Charles. Uh, he's a Charlton player, and um, I know he's not a Charlton player. He's a Bolton player, isn't he? But um, apparently, he was his manager was talking about some injuries he's had recently, and his manager said he's been suffering from swollen buttocks. Really? And you're thinking, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Gaffer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cheers, Gaffer. Uh, thank you for sharing Why didn't that you with the Why you say he's got, a, he's got a calf strain? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, Nobody... He got need in the backside and it was hurting him. But you don't need your Gaffer to say, good lad, Dion, but he's been suffering with swollen buttocks. It's just too graphic. <laughs> it's too graphic, isn't it, really? <laughs> Oh, and also, I think I mean, you're rather too much enjoying saying the phrase swollen, swollen buttocks, buttocks over and it's, over again. It is a good phrase, isn't it? I, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure I saw I saw them in the uh, lamb and flag at Walthamstow supporting Dr. Yeah. Fielder as well. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Ben Dinnery saying swollen yeah. buttocks. We, we normally get uh, missing <laughs> next couple. Oh, and for the next couple of weeks, we're swollen buttocks. Um, I think that's. I think our job is more or less done. Just one thing. We're going to hear City. From, Arsenal, yeah. we haven't done City. Oh, City Arsenal, yeah. What, what did we learn, if anything, Dan, from from uh, Friday night? The Arsenal fans quite rightly played it down. I mean, City made more changes. There's two ways of looking at it. City made, um, uh, sorry, uh, Arsenal made more changes City than City. City have got a stronger but bench. But Arsenal have got uh, a deeper squad, so they could still go over the line. So you can see that as a positive yeah, or a City negative, rather, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think you need to look any further than the fact that, as we learned this morning, yeah. Manchester City can afford to let João Cancelo leave the club. Yeah, I mean, the strength of their squad is frightening. Oddly enough, they're letting him go to Bayern Munich, the only other club in Europe that I can see that's got equally got two brilliant players for every position. Um, that was the difference. You're absolutely right, Andy. Um, Arsenal changed seven mm. of theirs. City could have changed 11 of theirs without reducing the quality by more than a few percent. De Bruyne is obviously, and Erling Haaland are the obvious examples. Well, um, he is a conundrum it, uh, for City because, yeah, of course, he scores a lot of goals, but when he doesn't score, yeah. it's like, he's like he might as well not be on the pitch. He's not great, is he, when he doesn't score? He doesn't do a lot. Uh, uh, 
Over makes the, the years, runs I too found skill, I can, doesn't he? Yeah. Over the years, I found I can come to tolerate players who contribute nothing but goals. Mm. Andy, I'll be honest. No, with no, you. it's it's true. It's it's vital. I think Gary Lineker, yeah. for for example, you know, his game oh, was all about Jermaine Defoe attacking you know, space, saying that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep doing that until you find me. I'm going to try and second guess where you're putting it, and that's what you know. Mm. Much like the Okie Koki, Andy, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Goals. Well, it is to a point, but it, it does when he doesn't score, <clears> they, <throat> it does seem <clears> to affect them. You know, they don't but look it, as good. He does score more often than not. Yeah. No, no. I don't quite get the argument that he's, you know, if they, like what Pep said the other day, you know, if he doesn't score, he's the problem. If he does score, he's the answer. But uh, we do need to check, check you know, it's, it's only halfway through the first season, so the stats are kind of fluid, but <clears> it does <throat> seem that he's affecting, <clears throat> they are affected more away from home than they are in Manchester. Away from home, they're just not as quite as clinically efficient as they have been at home for the past four or five years. I'm not blaming Erling Haaland for that, but that's the only real difference you can see in the pattern of play. Mm, yeah. And so maybe it's something he will address. I don't, I don't think they have much to fear when they go there. I think they've got a very good chance yeah. of, of turning them over. So it'll be interesting to see what It will be. Danny, and, um, uh, do you... Yeah, sorry. Spurs, okay. Spurs play City next, Andy. Oh, yes. Um, do you think Sunday. Spurs got a good chance? They usually match up well with City. I mean, of course, they were 2-0 up, and you're thinking, well, oh, that's a typical City-Spurs yeah, yeah. sort of game. But the second half well, was a different story. They're yet to score a goal in the Premier League at the new stadium, City. So, uh, so ah, Haaland's yeah, got to that, say Paul. about that. Mm. Yeah, that's it. They've, they've definitely yeah. bopped us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yes, it's uh, Clips... No, it's not. It's uh, Clips of the Week Pewter. It's not Clips of the mm. Week time. We no. bring you those every Friday, mm. of course. These are some uh, old clips from back in March 2008. 
kind of not particularly curated, but the producer has brought together what he thought was the best from March 2008, mm. which was Cheltenham month. So expect a little bit of Alan at Cheltenham. But we will begin with Nigel Botherway on Fisherman's Blues telling us what's coming up on his show. We'll be hearing live from our very own Keith later on in the show and from Dean Macy, the Commonwealth decathlon champion, who's there championing his own tackle. I think we all do occasionally, (laughs) don't we? Stop boasting. Yeah, Yeah, we are. This is racing expert Derek Tomo-Thompson. At Sedgefield, good old Sedgefield, you go there today, you can watch all the racing at Cheltenham. Why don't you just go to Cheltenham? <laughs> I'd rather go to Cheltenham, <laughs> really. Get yourself down to Sedgefield, watch Cheltenham on the telly. That's the way I like to do it. <laughs> Staying with the racing, this is Alan Brazil, a morning at Cheltenham. Morning. Uh, where the meeting has just been oh, yeah. cancelled. This was famous, yeah. Famous. The winds, uh, very, very high winds. They cancelled. wasn't happy. Cancelled racing. And I do use, there's a slight subtext that Alan's quite annoyed that he hasn't got a day's racing ahead of him. But I'm so sorry for the people who have taken a day off for Corals, you know, our, 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 our clients. Corals are, are, you know, our, our team, our, our bond. <laughs> <laughs> the talk about sale. Yeah, it, and that went on for quite a lot longer and uh, it, it got a bit, um, yeah, Peter Finch on network. <laughs> this is newsreader Simon Watts with a surprise news. Manchester United are almost certain to take a temporary lead at the top of the Premier League later. The Red Devils are away to rock bottom derby with table-topping Arsenal facing Middlesbrough in the late kick-off. There'll be a new man in goal for United too, manager Sir Alex Ferguson. Wow, Okay, that's impressive. I don't remember that happening. It never makes the Premier League years, that story, doesn't it? Between nine, when there he got on. Anyway, over to Mike Parry now. I bet you every town in this country must have somebody named after them. But I mean, I bet you, the, I bet you there's not a Mr. Blackburn anywhere. Well, there's yeah. Tony Blackburn. Yeah, there's Santa Martin Blackburn. Yeah, that's right. So there's two just off the top of our heads, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't really thought that through, Mike, had he? Uh, back to Nigel Botherway now with some simple, straightforward tips for a first-time angler on how to set up his rod. I'd start off really simple. I'd literally, I'd have a main line. I'd then thread on a little clip swivel. You know, the little clip link swivels. Then I'd put a bead on and then a swivel. Mm-hmm. And then that main line to the swivel I'd do with a four-turn grinner. Mm-hmm. And then I'd time a hook link to that swivel. And then with, again, a four-turn grinner. I'm a four-turn grinner. Yeah, I think you are a four-turn <laughs> grinner. Part went Brighton on the telly. Um, that sounded incredibly complicated. I've just got the pub instead. Um, back to Mr Parry. Having said that, in moderation, of course, I've never drunk more than two glasses of pizza. <laughs> two glasses of pizza? <laughs> he just likes to liquidise it. Of course, he prefers what it in a, a glass. <laughs> this is Breakfast with Adam Brazil and his co-host, Ronnie Arani, who is reminiscing about an old sitcom. Did you ever watch On the Buzzies? Uh, if I had to, yeah. I love you, butler. I love you, butler. Just saying butler there. <laughs> <laughs> I t- oh, there was a player at Essex called Butler who used to get I bet he gets masses of stick with that but then again he's probably too young and he I'll have you Butler uh, right <laughs> right <laughs> Alan not massively interesting Blakey, anyway I did say what it was yeah um, <laughs> if I had to said Alan I would have dipped out of that point Ronnie when he said that uh, I don't who I was actually forced to watch on the buses <laughs> that's right said, yeah. like a clockwork orange <laughs> Sitting there in a white boiler suit and a bowler hat with his eyes pinned open watching on the buses. That's how I'll always see Alan from morning. I told you that. I was dying for the ring announcer when he introduced 
Berbetti off it himself. It's yeah. Arta! But yeah, he, he, didn't. he didn't. He didn't, sadly. Uh, a little nod there. When he made, yeah, the announcer in the <laughs> ring before that fight with a little nod to on the buses. <laughs> so, but, but uh, yeah, <clears throat> now Big Al has always uh, shoehorned in the odd corporate plug over the years. I think he may have been aware of that. But thankfully, he always does it with extreme subtlety. And then we've got his Surrey to Chesington, the home of Calloway. Hey, <laughs> Kaching! Fantastic new driver in the post now. <laughs> What's next? It's a caller to Mid Mornings with John Gaunt. Let's go to Andy in Bourne and Wood. First time caller. Hi, Andy. Hello, mate. How you doing? Not too bad. What do you want to say this morning, my friend? Good man. Well, I just wanted to raise the point of um, a lot of uh, aware, at the moment. A lot of um, what's the word? Uh, yeah, well said, mate. He <laughs> can't speak. <laughs> I can't speak. Um, back to Tomo again, uh, Derek Tomo Thompson. Sadly, being exterminated. I'd, I'd heard last week that there were a few emails flying around uh, su- suggesting that trainers who'd entered their horses would be Poor old Tomo. <laughs> now, David Beckham won his 100th cap for England in March 2008, and Alvin Martin chatted about it on breakfast in a clip recording. Feel free to laugh, Alan. Yeah, I think there was a big stigma, obviously, uh, surrounding the 100th cap. I suppose I was, I, I know what that's like, Al. You know, I was stuck on 16 for a long time, and at 17, I never thought it was going to come, mate. And then it does come, and you think, oh, thank God, I haven't been stuck on 16. But I'm only joking, actually. Yeah, <laughs> giving him nothing there. Oh, great reaction. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, finally, we finish off with Mike Parry. Well, I scored a penalty at Old Trafford. I didn't go around trying to imitate anybody. All I did was raise my hands, lift my shirt, show people my flat pack stomach, and all was well. <laughs> flat pack. <laughs> flat pack. He got his Six stomach pack. Not yeah. flat pack. Good stomach. Okay. So Parry, isn't it? <laughs> Mr. Parry today took to Twitter to say that he demands of ITV that he's allowed into the wrinkly version of Love Island. Love Handles <laughs> really? Island, as Mike is calling it. <laughs> so there we are. So we'll dust <clears> off <throat> a few more random clips from 2008 or likewise uh, for you next week. Yeah, now, your old mate Brooklyn Beckham's been in the news, Andy. Yes, I've seen Another, a few bits uh, and pieces. Another cooking uh, clip. This oh, one has backfired slightly. Uh, he's doing a cooking tutorial and he starts to put in lashings of black truffle, which costs £16.50 to an ounce. <laughs> yeah. And he said, in my kitchen, there's no such thing as too much truffle. Not quite Jack Monroe, is he? <laughs> <laughs> the, no. point is, the point has been made to him that most people can't afford to stick in 17 quid's worth of truffle. And uh, in my kitchen, most people haven't got any truffle, I would imagine. Oh, so, he's uh, a funny boy, isn't he? He got up at 4am to drive his wife to work. He, what I does she do? She she's w- an actress. Work on the bins? She's an actress. Oh, well, she? So she okay. has to get oh, up she... early right, for okay. films, get makeup and all that stuff. They would have supplied a car. And I suppose they would, but he wanted to do it. But he's surrounded by people with proper jobs. I can't feel for him, really. Even the wife. You know. But there you go. So he's, got the, uh, he's got the cooking. He's got he's the old He truffle. doesn't do any cooking. The bloke next to him does the cooking. He just talks about it. He goes bosh and he lobs butter in, doesn't he? He clogs your arteries. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy, Mm. shock news this weekend from from Scotland. Uh, This was a claim made uh, by historians and it won't play well north of the border. Uh, Haggis was invented in England more than 600 years ago. Really? In King Richard II's kitchens and not in Scotland, historians claim. I don't know know the strength of this, but this is the claim. Um, It wouldn't have played very well... tripe. Wouldn't have played very well with um, uh, Ali McQuest, of course, who was telling us on breakfast last week uh, what he has his haggis with. This is what he had to say. 
<laughs> then it becomes Burns afternoon. <laughs> and then, uh, bur- well, Burns evenings and Burns suppers where traditionally we eat haggis titties. I think it's tatties, isn't it? <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I hope it's tatties, but there we are. So uh, Neeps and tatties, isn't yeah, it? Not, not called to Alley. I believe. Um, I was reading about this Audi checkout girl that's got 1.5 million followers on TikTok. I don't know how this oh, is Oh, yeah. Happening. I thought you'd gone off a TikTok. You're not following. No, I'm not following. You've, you've not gone back. I've not gone back. You, no, last I'll month, Andy had back. a digital detox, and he, he shut down a lot of his hmm. social media stuff because he was spending hours on it. She could be on the Paul Fury undercard. Yes, <laughs> she probably could. I think there wasn't a kind of American checkout girl that, that's also got a big following, so maybe she can come over and have the battle of the checkout. Really strange. Um, number two in our occasional series of footballers who sound like hmm. ambulance chasing lawyers. Uh, Newcastle have also, as they say, they've agreed a £3 million fee for the West Ham right back, Harrison Ashby. You yes. had a slip, trip, or fall at work. Then contact Harrison, Harrison Ashby. Ashby. <laughs> they do sound we got, good. We got ten thousand pounds for a bloke <laughs> what fell off a ladder. I think they'd probably put it slightly mm. differently. But there we are, part two in the occasional series. Footballers that sound like ambulance chasing lawyers. Did you see that uh, photo? I think it was in the Saturday Sun. It was a space camera capturing the surface of Mars, mm. and they reckon that it was Paddington's face, Paddington Bear. Oh yeah, it, it didn't look anything like him. But they, you know, there was. Uh, I was imagining Mike Parry going, Oi, Paddington, you're on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it didn't. None of these things ever look like people. I'll tell you one thing, you know there's been this. There's been a sort of sell-off of the PPE that the government bought in for COVID. What, what for? They didn't really... Well, they, they overbought quite a lot of stuff, you may okay, have noticed yeah, yeah. And they've been trying to sell it off on eBay, and they <laughs> 64,000 pairs of goggles attracted a bit of 260 quid. Uh. So they got their money back then, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Based on some of the prices we've heard. Uh, our producer says, um, you started telling us something when we lost Andy Brassel. Can you oh, remember yeah. what it was? No, what no. was it? I mean, uh, there was absolutely no chance of that. What was no, it? No, no. I can't remember either. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't I was right in the middle of doing it. Was it something to do with, you know, you'd, you'd say it was about jodhpurs, layers of clothing, wasn't Oh, it? no, it was the fleece. That's, I think he'd exhausted that. No, no, yeah. I hadn't quite exhausted Oh, it. OK, were well, you going to try and bring well, a bit more? Where it, well, I got up to the bit where it was vibrant colours, red and blue. These are fleeces that for sale in a yeah. newspaper, because it is quite important stuff. It's important we revisit it, clearly. <laughs> On a night of FA Cup action. It is practical. This is this is Of course it's practical. It features two handy zip up side pockets yeah. to keep your belongings safe and secure. Yeah, they're pockets. <laughs> That's what they do, pockets. This is what Andy does, he shouts at a newspaper in the morning when he's not railing against Brighton. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what have we got mind. here? I was in a beer garden. It wasn't worth it, was it? That's true. I, I was in a beer garden. <laughs> no, the original was. I just think coming back to it an hour and a bit later <laughs> with no context well, no. It was a bit of a waste of time. Well, probably. Um, um, this comes from Andy from mm. Oldham. I was in a beer garden. This is where the ball um, came to rest after Patrick Reed hitting his ball into a tree in the golf. Mm. Uh, I was in a beer garden next to the ground at Droylston against Oxford United in the National League and was watching on the TV on a three second delay when Droylston blaze one over the bar and out of the ground towards uh, where I was lo and behold the pint the pint headed my way and not my I think he said the, I think he means the ball the ball headed my way and not my pint of lager out of my hand as I was taking a sip right. so he was watching and then it three delay. seconds later it happened again <laughs> it's, it it's incredible it did thank you very much uh, for that um, shanked a golf ball at 
at uh, a club in Lancashire on the seventh hole, parallel to a busy road. A ball ended up on the back of a, a, a turf truck bound for Manchester. Mm. Did you play from, play from the back of the truck, though, James? I think it was only right and proper that you did. Uh, you can keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. We both like that story in the sun this morning. It's a brilliant story, this, where a bloke had his phone... Nick. Well, he didn't have it nicked. He, he he lost his phone. Lost his phone. Yeah. But then, when it was handed in, he realised he had an extra six hundred and fifty quid in his betting account. He didn't lock his mm. phone. He said he's going to do that from now on. So, whoever found his phone decided to have a little bit of a flutter on the guy's account, one of his online mm. accounts, and won six hundred and fifty pound. Yeah. Now he, he, you're only thinking he's, he's, no, he's not quite raffles this person who had the bet because he was saying how am I going to get it out how am I going to get it's going to go straight into his account <laughs> yeah. I can't get the cash <laughs> or maybe he was just a good Samaritan a good Samaritan punter <laughs> but the guy can imagine that having your, fo- your phone being handed back to you three days later after you've left it in the pub and you're 650 quid richer <laughs> it's brilliant it's isn't he it? wants to give them a, a, a reward for 300 quid yeah I know nice. it's, it's very decent of him so mm. probably wants him to wants, to wants to lose his phone just leave it in the same place and uh, see if the guy comes through for you. Anything else, Andy, you want to talk about? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saving it for our special podcast. Podcast. You're very posh, aren't you? Hello, we're doing a podcast. Yes. Oh, we're doing the, one or two items. Okay. The yeah. podcast daily extra. If you, yeah, if you like Andy's kind of nonsense, uh, that's strange if you do, but if you do, you go to the TalkSport channel on iTunes. We'll be recording a fresh one today. Uh, we'll have some uh, clips from over the years of uh, the live football, which we'll bring you, and um, and the sort of Andy's everything must go nonsense that he mm. brings us. There's quite possibly another fleece for sale. Um, <laughs> so that, if that doesn't entice you to download it, nothing <laughs> will. You can subscribe at our Apple Plus service. Try it out for now. It's a free trial uh, for two extra uh, little 20 or 25-minute podcasts that we put together for TalkSport Plus. That's on the TalkSport channel on iTunes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, tomorrow, it's myself and Charlie Baker on Transfer Deadline Day. Yes. So it'll be the usual frenzy of Transfer Deadline Day. Can they get them over the line before the window slams shut? We'll uh, find out. We'll be out and about around the country. Let's go and stand outside Brentford. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> go and do that for us. So, uh, yeah, Transfer Deadline Day with myself and Charlie tomorrow. I do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast will be available around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.